Hey guys, it's Maya and I just wanted to jump on here and promote my takes Instagram really quick because we're doing a lot of fun things. I'm doing more posts, more stories, and I also have to say I've started a new series called The Bottom Shelf and it's video reviews, IGTV video reviews, and I think they're super fun and they're all on the Instagram. So go follow my take on social media and specifically on Instagram at underscore my take. Maya back again, guys. I have one more update for y'all. My Take now has a Patreon. I'm trying to expand the My Take community and also expand my earnings a little bit by creating a Patreon. We have three tiers, and in the top tier, we're actually starting a My Take book club. So anybody who joins, we're going to be reading a book together a month, and there's going to be monthly live streams and Discord benefits. So I'd really, really, really appreciate it if you could go check it out. The link is in the show notes. So the Bromance book club is back with Isn't It Romantic by Lisa K. Adams. It follows the Russian story, so that's Vlad, and it's his marriage of convenience with his life, Elena, and it was so, so good. It's a bromance book club book, so obviously I loved it, and Vlad has been in the bromance book club books since the beginning, so I'm so happy that he finally got his own. He's such a fun, lovable character, and I loved reading his story. And I've been anticipating this book for a while. I love all the Bromance Book Club books. I read the first one pretty soon after it came out and then have read every one since. Um, obviously, now we're on four. Loved all of them. I also kept up my tradition of reading them in a day because when I got the first Bromance Book Club book, I accidentally read it in a day. And then when Undercover Bromance came out, I accidentally read that one in a day. So then when Crazy Stupid Bromance came out, I was like, okay, I have to read that one in a day. And then I kept it up with this one because I was like, it's a tradition now. And so, and that honestly has nothing to do with the writing quality. Like the writing is amazing, but it just like, it's so easy to fall so totally and completely into it, and it's such a good book. So I'm very, very, very excited to be here and to talk about it. Books, TV, music, and movies. All things that make a big impact on everyone. I'm constantly gushing about my latest read to anyone who will listen, so I figured I'd turn my rambling into something coherent that people will actually listen to, which means no tuning out halfway through. I'm Maya Ghosh, and this is my take. As always with the book, we're going to start with a little bit on the writing, and the writing was so good. Very bromance book club, which means super funny and feminist as fuck, and I loved every single part of it. I loved the cheese man. I loved that the cheese man was a thing. Like, I loved that she created this character, and like, the way they built it up too, it was so funny, because they're like, talking about him like he's a drug dealer. Like, it was just, it's so great. Like, I loved the cheese man as a character. I didn't like, however, that Gavin, Dell, and Jan were always having away games. Like, I get it's realistic because they play baseball and this book is taking place over the summer. And baseball, it's a long season, you travel a lot, and yada, yada, yada. However, Gavin is one of my favorites because he's the original hero. Like, he's the original romance uh, interest, romance interest, love interest, because the first book is Gavin and Thea's story. And so I loved him a lot and I wanted him in the book and I know he's not as close with the Russian but like I really wanted him in the book so I was annoyed every time they're like oh yeah the baseball guys have an away game I was like fuck you I want him there but that was okay I could deal with that the thing I didn't like was the smut like that's the thing I really didn't like like the thing with Gavin I was like yeah but it's kind of just like my little whatever 
I genuinely like the smut was not my favorite. I loved all the other bromance book club smut, but for this one, it felt like A, kind of rushed, and B, it felt like there wasn't enough. Like, there was a lot of alluding to it after they have sex for the first time, but it wasn't like we didn't get to see a lot of it, and the smut that we did get to see was like one scene, and it was very like... Like, yes, they talked about the fact that she didn't come, and yes, they talked about the fact that, like, she was okay with it, but also, like, I don't know, the guys were like, make sure you take care of her, even if she doesn't come when you guys are having sex, and he didn't do that, and then, like, he, she does, he does, like, the next morning, but it, like, just felt, I don't know, I don't know if I was reading it quickly, or if it felt rushed to me, but, like, my genuine, gen, general takeaway was that it was, like, kind of rushed and not my favorite, so, I don't know, because usually Lisa K. Adams does it so well, and so for this one, I was just, like, I don't know. Something about it was just off to me because it was weird. I loved the characters. I loved their dynamic. I loved their relationship. So usually like you gotta love the smut, but it just, it wasn't, it wasn't there for me. I did like in the like realm of sex scenes, the discussions around Vlad being a virgin and how like the guys were like, it's great that you're like a living, breathing human being and that's totally fine. And virginity doesn't fucking matter because it's a social construct and who cares? And so you're almost 30 and a virgin. That's fine. You're going to have this amazing experience with this woman that you really love and not just going to like do it in some bathroom and forget about it. Like I loved that and that like healthy dialogue that we see. And we see it in every bromance book club book about something, but I love that this was finally like a topic that they addressed and it was so great. The writing also though, we're taking a big turn. The writing did teach me that I always need to keep a spare pen in my car to stab somebody because I don't think I have pens in my car. I have golf clubs, but those are in the trunk. I have duct tape. That's also in the trunk. Duct tape was a Mythbusters thing. Mythbusters always said to keep a roll of duct tape in your car. And I, that's actually come in handy for me a couple times because I've needed like tape or something. And I'm like, oh, I have duct tape in my car. So now I need to add spare pens to that in case I get kidnapped and need to stab somebody because that was fun. I loved her. She was like, there's not even a pen. I can't stab somebody. Like it made me laugh and it taught me that I do need to have pens in my car. But that is all I have to say on the writing. So now we're moving into the plot. And I love that we started back at Mac and Liv's wedding because that's such a big thing in Crazy Stupid Bromance. And then we see like the little bit of it at the end. But like we start right there with this one. And so I love that that happens because I love the wedding. And this time we see a little bit more of the dance number. I mean, we didn't see a ton of it, but like we saw a little bit of it through the Russian's eyes. And I love that because I felt so cheated and crazy stupid romance that we didn't get to see the dance number. Because I was like, you've been building up to this fucking dance number and the fact that we're not going to see it, like what the fuck? And then we do get to see a little bit of it. So I appreciated that a lot. And we also see the Russian having his like, I shit my pants preparedness kit. Like, I love that he has this. And also, I love that we see that he gets like diagnosed with a gluten allergy. And this was an actual thing that he was like struggling with. And now he's like, okay. And he's able to like live his life and stuff like that was actually really super cool. And I loved that. And then we go from there. The next big thing is seeing the speak cheesy, which I love. Like, I'm not even a huge like cheese fan. Like, I like cheese, but I'm not like a connoisseur like Vlad is. But this was so good and I love that this was a thing and I love that it was a recurring thing and I loved like the mystery and the intrigue around it like it was so good so the speak cheesy was great and then we finally meet Elena like it takes a while not a while but like there's a lot of plot that happens before we really truly meet Elena we meet her as she's investigating a sex trafficking story and she's like meeting with a source and stuff and then finds out that Vlad's been injured in one of his hockey games so she's going to take care of him so I love that she's like this really independent person and she's doing this story and 
obviously it comes back to bite her in the ass in the end but I love that like we see this and we see her dynamic like that was super cool and then Elena gets to the hospital and like the hospital was such fucking bullshit because there was like five conversations where they had a conversation and they're like getting pissed at each other so she's like I'm gonna leave and he's like but I want you to stay and she's like fuck I gotta stay and it was just like so fucking dumb and it took them so fucking long to figure their shit out I was like what are y'all doing like it's not that hard he wants you to stay you want to stay stay you're gonna work your shit out like just why does this have to be so difficult but it was very very difficult and it was very difficult for me reading it because I was just like y'all this does not have to be this hard you were making this 10 times harder than it has to be but then Elena goes to his house to like get some shit for him and she meets the loners and I feel like I have a sneaking suspicion that maybe Michelle is going to be Colton's person because I know Colton is going to be the next bromance book club book. I'm pretty sure. Lisa K. Adams said something on Twitter a while ago about writing for Bromance 5 and somebody said Colton's book and she sent back like a winking gif or something. So we're pretty sure it's Colton's book and it would make sense because in Bromance 1, Mac was a big part of it, and then Mac became Bromance 2, and then Noah was a pretty big part of it, and then Noah became Bromance 3, and then we got Vlad, which Vlad was not, like, a huge part of Noah's book, but Vlad's been a part of all three, so he deserves it, but now, like, Colton was a big part of Vlad's book, so it makes sense that the next one would be Colton, but because of the introduction of the loners, I feel like somehow Michelle's gonna be in it, because there's all of that stuff about, um, not Michelle, the other loner, like, flirting with Colton and having a crush, but I feel like Michelle might end up being the one that actually is with Colton. I don't know why, but I just feel like the loners were such a big deal, so I was like, they have to continue on in the next book. But speaking of the loners, Claude. Claude was interesting. I loved her and I hated her at the same time because I didn't appreciate how, like, mean and bitchy she was being to Elena at certain points, but also I did appreciate how she was sticking up for Vlad but then I was like Vlad wouldn't want this because you know Vlad wants to work his shit out with her so like why are you being such a bitch but also you have every right to be a bitch and she wasn't even being a bitch she was just being blunt so I hated her but I loved her but it was like super cool to see Elena and the loners it was also super cool to see neighbor dog and neighbor cat because if you follow Lisa K Adams on Twitter she has a neighbor dog I don't know if she's a neighbor cat but I know for sure she is a neighbor dog and so I loved seeing that like crossover into the book and I'm like oh that's something from her real life that she's like inserting into this book like that was super cute and then we see also while Vlad is in the hospital that his family calls his ass out I mean his family and the book club book bros like call his ass out a lot but his family in the hospital when his mom was like what the fuck are you doing like just get with her like explain your feelings whatever like I loved his mom and I loved every time people were calling Vlad out because Vlad and Elena were so fucking stupid like I kind of take issue sometimes with books like this like I didn't really take a huge issue with this book but sometimes I get to points where I had this a little bit with like people we meet on vacation too when it's like friends to lovers or marriage of convenience but they've been in love the whole time and they haven't done jack shit about it I'm like y'all you've been it's been like six years like how have you done nothing like how have you not like kissed or said something like it's a long ass time and you're both in love with each other and if you just have a conversation I'm sure it could work out so I do sometimes take issue with that especially with friends to lovers when they've been friends like all their lives and they've had crushes on each other all their lives and it still hasn't worked out I'm like y'all like have a fucking conversation get drunk like you don't even have to get drunk but like pretend to be drinking and kiss him and don't be like oh it was a mistake be like 
yeah, I was drunk, but, like, I kind of knew what I was doing and I wanted to kiss you or whatever. Like, I don't know. It just, I feel like sometimes these books, it goes too long without somebody making a move. And I feel like that happened a little bit with this because you see that they both had crushes on each other as children and now they're, like, so iced out, but also they love each other so much and it's, like, weird. So, I, like, loved this book and I loved reading it, but now that I'm thinking back on it, I'm like, yeah, it's not always my favorite trope when they do something like that because I'm, like, really, like, six fucking years. Come on. But then Vlad goes home and we learn that he is writing a rom-com about a World War II reporter and photographer, which was very interesting. I don't really think I liked how his rom-com ended because she was, like, in love with another man, and then we find the other man, and the man's, like, yeah, that's fine, that she's, like, moved on, which, like, I appreciate the man for being, like, yeah, that's fine that you've moved on, but also, like, she came back from the dead, kind of, like, she got shot and survived, and I was, like, that's just really fucking convenient, like, I really thought he was gonna turn it into, like, a gay love story when we get to the end of his book, and it's just the two men that she loved sitting side by side being like, holy shit, she died. I thought it was going to be the start of their story. And I was like, oh, I'm kind of down for this. Like, that would actually be a really interesting love triangle. Because I've seen some posts talking about how love triangles aren't actually triangles because it's just two people loving the same person. So for it to be a love triangle, there needs to be like the two love interests need to have some sort of feeling some way. So it needs to be like that. And so I was like, oh, that could be kind of cute if this was actually their story. Like, I wouldn't be mad. And then she just waltzes in, like, back from the dead. And I was like, okay, yeah. But also, we want some realism in these rom-coms because we're moving into such a great place with romance, with the diversity and realism and stuff. So his book was fine, but it wasn't my favorite. I think I'd be a little disappointed if I read it. Like, I don't think I would read his book. I also am not a huge fan of historical romance. So that's another thing. But he's writing a rom-com. And then Vlad gets bathed and book-clubbed. And I love it. Even though it's just for his book, he gets bathed and book clubbed. And we all know where that was going. And I loved that that scene. And I love that it's a thing now. He was like, oh shit, I'm going to get book clubbed. And I was like, hell yeah, you are. This is what's happening. We love it. It's great. And then we see Elena lusting and jealous over the fact that Michelle is like so nice and happy and like kind of flirty, but not really with Vlad. We see Elena like being jealous and jealous is like... I don't, uh, jealousy's not my fave, and there was also a lot of jealousy in this book, and I'm like, I think we're moving past this, past the point where jealousy is cute, like, we've definitely moved past the point where, like, the brooding bad boy is cute, I mean, he'll always and forever, like, have a place in people's hearts, but also, we're moving past the, like, cold for everybody but her, or, like, I get into fights and nobody understands me but her kind of like being cute as a love interest we're moving into like people have feelings and express those feelings and are well-rounded and emotionally stable people to quote actually Lisa K Adams we're moving into a time where men don't use women as emotionally emotional rehab centers like they're not emotionally stunted man babies and women are rehab centers for them I kind of butchered that quote but I think the quote is women aren't rehab centers for emotionally stunted man babies so that's what I was trying to get towards like we're moving past that so the fact that there was a lot of jealousy in this book I was like eh but she gets super jealous and then they have their hug which is super cute like the fact that they have that first hug was very cute and then we see a bromance book club writing session with Vlad, which I loved. And then Vlad gives Elena a massage. And it was not nearly sexy enough or lusty enough because massages have to be inherently, like, if somebody doesn't moan during a massage, 
is it even a massage and a rom-com? But this was very, like, kind of chast. And I was like, no, this is not what I signed up for. But she does end up having to bathe him. And she, like, is staring at his naked body the entire time. That was definitely, like, where I was going with the massage. Or where I wanted the massage to go. That was, like, I was very happy with that. But, of course... In the land of rom-coms, it has to be something that they forget, and they're like, yeah, we don't need to talk about it, that never happened, which, like, we all know is fucking bullshit, but it happens. And then, they have the party for one of the playoff games, and the cheese man shows up, and Vlad gets super fucking pissed because the cheese man kisses Elena on the cheek, and everybody's like, no, good for you, I'm very glad you're finally expressing your emotions about how much you love Elena, and I was like, yeah, but also, you're getting so fucking pissed. She, like, she can handle her shit. She is an adult. And if she wants to kiss him, she's allowed to kiss him because you haven't said anything to her about actually liking her at this point. So, yeah, you're married, but, like, your marriage is a sham, dude. So, it just, it was, it was a little, a little not my favorite that he was getting so super jealous. I did, however, love that after he kicks everybody out, they're having their conversation and Elena starts punching him for being obtuse and then finally kisses him. And I was so happy that they finally were kissing. And then I was happy that Vlad was admitting he was a virgin and they were being open with each other. But he, like, blames her for him being a virgin in, like, the most weird fucking way. He's like, yeah, I waited for you. And she's like, I didn't fucking ask you to wait for me. Which, you know, she didn't. So she has every right to be fucking pissed. And I was very glad that she pissed and she ran. Which, like... I didn't want her to run, but also she needed to run at that moment. Like, I was very proud with the way she handled the situation. I was very, like, mad at Vlad because I was like, dude, do not blame her for that. Like, no, you made that fucking choice. She never asked you to, like, do that or anything. But Elena gets to Michelle's, and Michelle is like, yo, we got book club, and he's been in book club for you, so let's dress you up super hot so that he'll love you. And I was like, you know what? I'm kind of down for this. Like, I love that she had her own kind of, like, book club side of it a little bit with the loners. And then they finally talk, and they want to be together, and they have sex. And I already talked about that with my, like, opinions on their sex scenes because, again, not my fave. I did love that Colton, like, walks in on them at one point. That was super funny. And then... Elena and Vlad go to the game and this was like the most wholesome moment ever where she was like oh let's invite fans up so they can like take pictures and he'll sign stuff so that a Vlad wasn't like so super depressed watching his team warm up without him and also Vlad gets to do something to give back to the fans which is super cute and I love that and I love that he got that experience and then they exchange I love you's which that was super cute but Elena gets a tip about a witness report so she's like shit I gotta go to Russia. And I was kind of mad that Vlad wasn't like, okay, I'm gonna go with you. Because, yes, she, like, maybe shouldn't have done that and should have learned to let it go. But also, sometimes people need to learn lessons for themselves and you just need to be there to support them. And you should have just been like, okay, I'm gonna go with you because I want you to stay safe. Want to be there to make sure you're staying safe. So I was a little mad that he was getting fucking pissed. And then I was even more mad that it's a setup and that she got kidnapped, which like, I love that she gets herself out and I love that she stands up for herself and is like, I'm going to call the police secretly and everything's going to be okay and I'm going to do this and I know how to get myself out of these situations. But also, I didn't like the turn that the book was taking because it felt 
almost very mafia romance-esque with like the kidnapping and everything and I get it she was looking into a dangerous case we talked about the dangers we've seen the setup with her father being disappeared and it being Russian and stuff but it just it felt a little mafia romance or Wattpad-y to me that she was suddenly getting kidnapped and I was like you know not really what I want to read like just not the vibes that I got because the bromance book club books are so grounded in reality and this felt like we were taking a step outside reality or at least a step into a world like a mafia world or like a different kind of rom-com world that we weren't really prepared for so it was good but it was just not where I was expecting it to go and not what I wanted it to do you know And, like, I love the bomb drop of the fact that her godfather is actually, like, the mafia boss and that's why she's getting kidnapped and that's why, like, she tipped herself off because she told him about the story and confidence and everything. But definitely not where I thought it was going to go. But I did love... Well, okay. I didn't and I did love. I love that Vlad is, like, we always run for the grand gesture and my grand gesture is showing up in the hospital for her so I'm going to run even though my knee fucking sucks. And I love that he gets there and she's like, why the fuck are you running? You are not allowed to be running. You have a knee injury. Because I feel like that would be me. I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? You need to be on crutches. You're fucking up your knee. Like, that's the rest of your career. You should not be doing that. You can get to me just fine. Like, that was very, very funny. And I loved that. And then we kind of end with Elena being like, oh, I loved your book, and they want to do a vow renewal. So to wrap up this episode, I liked it. I loved it. It was a great book. I had a great time reading it. I like the Bromance Book Club books, I think, in descending order. So I like the first one the most, and then Undercover, and then Crazy Stupid Romance, and then this one. It's very, very close margins, but I think I love the first one the most, and like that's my order. It did take an interesting turn, this book, that I wasn't really prepared for with all the kidnapping stuff. And, like, it was interesting, but I feel like I wasn't totally prepared for it because we were running on two parallel tracks. Like, yes, Elena was doing this dangerous story, but for a lot of the time, she wasn't actually doing this dangerous story. She just started off working on it, and, like, we'd seen that it had been her life's work before this, but so much of her focus was on Vlad. The fact that it was coming back up, I was like, this feels kind of just for dramatic effect at the end and not, like, she's not actually been struggling balancing her relationship and work this entire time or something like that so it just felt weird and I wasn't totally wowed by the smut so that was another thing where I was like not entirely my favorite but 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 Colton's book has to be the wedding like I want the wedding to be in Colton's book because I would love to see it and I feel like Colton would be a big part of it because him and Vlad are super close friends so I want to see their vow renewal in the next book because it would be so good and I'm very happy I read it overall. It was great. I had a great time, but definitely not my favorite, but in a very close margin, not my favorite. I still loved it and I still would recommend it to anybody and it was great. So yeah, I've been Maya Ghosh and this has been my take on Isn't It Romantic by Lisa K. Adams. Thanks for listening. So we're kind of a one-woman show here at My Take, so the credits are not going to be very long. This podcast is produced and edited. Um by me. I do all of my own social media. The only person I really have to thank is one of my great friends, Paris, who did the music that is in the intro and that you're listening to now. So thank you, Paris, and thank you all for listening. You can reach me at underscore my take on Twitter and Instagram, and please leave a rate or review wherever you listen to this podcast. That helps a ton. So yeah, thanks for listening.